Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. For more information, you can visit the Cinema Catch-Up Club's official Facebook page. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Or you can visit our website, thoughtjarproductions.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we would really appreciate your subscriptions there, so pick your service of choice. For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. This week... It's Valentine's Day. Aww. That's right. Uh, whenever someone says Valentine's Day, someone has to go, aww, <laughs> just like uh, Justin did there. Because it's Valentine's Day, the day this episode is released, we thought we'd do something a little bit special. We thought we'd let our audience pick a romantic comedy to review, and they didn't fail us when they selected Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> so... Uh, I can't wait. I, I really, really like this film. So, uh, joining us to review Shaun of the Dead, we have, as always, someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. But with a little bit of a twist this week, because our guests are romantically tangled, they are, in fact, married. Oh. <laughs> it's Justin and Claire Mosel Crossley. How are you doing, guys? Hi, Stephen. We're pretty good. Hello, Stephen. Thank you for having us. Now, Justin, you've been on uh, quite recently in the Priscilla, the Queen of the Desert episode. Oh, it was it was a bit of a fun ride. Yeah, we, we had, a, had a good time. I had a good time anyway. It was a, a good time was had by all. <laughs> um, just a quick reminder, though, who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm Justin. Um, I run Hand in Hand Theatre with my wife, Claire, and I'm a vampire by trade so i mean slightly related to the zombie theme i don't know like it's it's in in the same ballpark Mm -hmm. and also recently a dad yes now you might occasionally hear these little uh, noises throughout the uh the podcast and no that's not my stomach it is uh little lily mosel crossley who is currently being um burped patted what what? Mm -hmm. that's the right term bounced bounced (laughs) yes bounced gently by her dad um and it, Lily, uh, welcome. Uh, we know you haven't seen the film as well. You're actually the first person to appear on the show uh, who was born after the show started. So uh, well done there. She's ecstatic. <laughs> yeah, me. she's thrilled. I, I, I can tell. Yeah. Uh, and also joining us is uh, Mama Bear herself, Claire. Uh, for the first time since episode five. Really? It's yeah. That long. that long ago. So, you know, almost a whole year since uh, you introduced oh us to the God. term zippy swords. <laughs> zippy swords <laughs> and robot uh. butts. <laughs> uh, but just a reminder for the folks at home, what do you do, Claire? Um, I study. I'm currently only studying one unit this semester because I am a full-time mum. Mm. That is what I do. <laughs> yes, and uh, Lily, she's uh, a month old, five weeks? Uh, she is going to be six weeks on Tuesday. Six weeks on Tuesday. Excellent. Yeah. So, yes, uh, very... Very busy. Yeah, I'm a stand. walking milk machine. Yes, but thankfully uh, you have enough time to sit down and watch Shaun of the Dead. Yes. So uh, you have seen Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Uh, in a vague non-spoilery way, so we don't spoil it for your husband or your child. Um, uh, what, what, what do you remember about Shaun of the Dead? 
It's like your average zombie movie, but funny. Yep. That is how I would describe it. You described it pretty much perfectly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a very, very funny film. Yeah. I first watched this, I think it was about a year after it had come out, and it was... Uh, to, we'll date this. It's 2005, so it's when uh, Blockbuster Video was still a thing. And it was one that... Oh, Blockbuster f- has a special place in Claire's heart. Oh, does it? Yes. Yeah, my dad owns the one in Albany. <laughs> oh, the one of the ones that's still operating? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh. <laughs> well, one of, I think, three left in WA Yeah. still exists. <laughs> well, sadly, my local Blockbuster uh, is no longer a local Blockbuster. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a video easy now. I don't know why. Really? Uh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't think there was any video easies left. No, they I think I think they have completely gone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we got a um, other DVD stores are available. I should point out, just not very many of them. Um, <laughs> we we got out this DVD and watched it as a family. And I was I would have been like fifteen, sixteen, and it's just the funniest thing I've seen as a fifteen, sixteen year old, and might still be up there. It's yeah. it is a very very well told film. Justin, aside from having just heard the two of us agree that it's a funny film, mm-hmm. what do you know? about Shaun of the Dead. Well, I I can say that I was quite surprised that this could fit into the context of romantic um, comedy film, but apparently there's there's some sort of romance in there. There's, Mm. I mean, I I guess I can see some flowers on the the front of the box that have been carried by by the main character, so I I guess there's some love to be had Mm. in this, plus zombies. Yes, well, it is billed as a uh, zom-rom-com, zombie (laughs) romantic comedy. Fantastic. Um, Yes, no, we, we do have, there is definitely a romantic through line. It in this film sounds like everything i need in a film <laughs> mm. yes yeah, so uh shall we shall we watch the film i think yeah. so yes okay ladies and gentlemen prepare your dvds even if they haven't been uh borrowed from blockbuster <laughs> uh and also prepare to sit in the winchester and wait for this whole thing to blow over <laughs> as we watch sean of the dead Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Shaun of the Dead, and joining us to discuss this film, we have Justin and Claire Merzel Crossley. Hello. Our beautiful Valentine couple for this Valentine's Day episode. So, Justin, your first time watching the film? Yes. What did you think? Mm, it was such a lovely romance, but yeah, and then just a little bit of like zombie killing and attacking and blowing up and all that sort of stuff going on as well. But you know, mostly I took away the romance. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is actually a fairly good romantic comedy. No, no, it, it is. No, it, um, um, I, I think it worked reasonably well for for the Valentine's theme. Um, um, it was it was quite heartfelt. There was there was you know some some redemption art going on mm. and 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 some some lovely heartfelt moments at the end. Mm. Yeah, no, it was it was quite touching. And Clay, your first time watching it in a few years, is yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's been about two years since I last watched it. Mm. Something like that. And still as enjoyable as yeah. ever? Yeah. It just I love how it's got all the like conventions of a romantic comedy, but as well it's got like part horror like mm. added into it. It just it's so good. It's mm. so clever. It's a really cleverly, like meticulously planned film. Mm. It's just every single shot, there's a perfect reason for it. It's it's just thought out so well. It's, yeah. Yeah, th- I mean th- that was the thing watching it again for the first time in a few years was just seeing how deliberate everything mm. is. Like nothing has not been thought about. Like there's there's tiny little jokes littered all over the place. And even simple things like continuity error, uh, uh, not error, uh, but continuity editing where 
there's very very few moments where it's like well that's a mistake like even little things like um when Nick Frost's character Ed has that cornetto after they've uh, <laughs> been covered in blood, and then they realise that Pete's still in the house, and in the next shot he's eaten most of it, but he's still yeah. <laughs> he's still going with it. It's it's just uh, lovely little playful things uh, like that. Um, it's, it's a film made by film fanatics. Well, I mean, it really is, and this is you know the film that really introduced Edgar Wright and indeed Simon Pegg and Nick Frost uh, to to the to a wider and the cornetto audience. trilogy. Well, yes, in the first of the cornetto trilogy, <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, well, I mean, it's an official trilogy, but of three unconnected films. <laughs> well, unconnected, with, with, yeah. with, with Cornettos in them, yeah. Indeed, yeah. With the other two obviously being Hot Fuzz and At the World's End. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, um, it, it does start, and I actually forgot about the opening scene of this film, but it establishes pretty much the main themes right out the gate. Um, we have Sean who's drinking in the Winchester with his girlfriend, Liz. Oh, hi, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Lily did uh, watch... Well, she didn't really watch the film with us. She was asleep. <laughs> but she might occasionally interject. Um, but yes, um, they sat in the pub, Sean and Liz, as well as Ed and Liz's friends, uh, Dave and Diane. And there are mains in this film. and They're sort of all introduced. We're introduced to the fact that Sean's not Sean's not really a great boyfriend. Like he, the he's, relationship is a little bit full. <laughs> it, it, it is, yeah. Um, the main issue is the fact that Ed is there. Ed is Sean's uh, best friend from school. He's basically just a, a pot dealer that lives with him um, <laughs> and goes everywhere with him. Sean's holding down a job uh, in like a. That's a just everyone's twenties, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, you know, you, you either know someone like Ed or you are Ed. And <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, um, but yes, uh, Sean. You know, he's got a job uh, in a white goods shop. Um, you know, he, he goes and sees his mum uh, for a bi fortnightly visit. Sorry, a bi monthly visit, as it's uh, mentioned by his stepdad. Uh, he's got a girlfriend, but, you know, they've been going out for about three years and the relationship is kind of just almost like they're going through the motions. Mm. Uh, like, and like, he still hasn't introduced Liz to his mum yet uh, and things like yeah. that. Like, it's, it's, it's a relationship that's not really in a great shape at the beginning of the film. It's just, yeah, a little bit run down, a little bit worn out. Yeah, a bit, bit, bit like the Winchester they seem to frequent. Well, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. that's, that's true. Um, and then, you know, so we get introduced where it's like, so we're going to go out for our three-year anniversary dinner. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll organise it, is what Sean says. Cue, title sequence, um, you know, lovely quirky music. Lots of people, uh, as you observe, Justin, looking like zombies. But mm-hmm. at, at this point, obviously, no zombies no, yes. as yet. So the movie constantly plays upon the fact that um, we're expecting a zombie movie. And so a lot of that first 20 minutes is us just sitting there waiting for that zombie attack to happen. And they know it mm. and they're just playing with you. And it's really fun. Yeah, it, it is tremendously good fun. And it's, again, it's that thing of a film where that's a very good zombie impression, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly how they sounded. Yeah. The um, but yeah, I think it's really it is really fun how they play with with your expectations of you know you're going into a film with zombies and every moment it's like oh is this when the zombies come and it never it never quite hits until about half an hour in and it's wonderful the way they play around with that. Um, so we we're introduced to uh, another character in Pete uh, played just pitch perfectly by Peter Serafinowicz who um, again another another actor who who has gone on to really really big well-known things yeah. he, he had actually already been uh the voice of darth maul at this point uh oh. he did uh, the, darth maul in the first um 
Star Wars prequel, which you won't have seen, Claire. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, that was a reasonably big deal for him. Uh, but then, of course, he's gone on and done loads of things, including, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and, mm. and things of which that. Is, um, yeah, but, yeah, just as this very uptight <laughs> uh, <laughs> flatmate. Um, well, yeah. I mean, like, if, if you had someone like Ed hanging around your um, yeah, house, yeah, I feel like you know, <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd be a little bit strained. I, 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 yeah. And it's interesting that a lot of those relationships are strained at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, when we're in the the white goods store and um, Sean is in charge because the others have called in sick. Ooh. Uh, and he's got a bunch of essentially like teenage reprobates that don't respect him who answer their phones in the middle of his like workday speech. So perfect. Um, and then we're introduced to his dad played by Bill Nye, of oh. course. Not his dad. Sorry, his stepdad. stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his stepdad. And there's a really lovely tension between the two of them as well. Um, yeah. I, I, re- I really enjoyed... Just the fact that his dad turns up and he's like, you're not going to forget the flowers this time. And they're going to be good flowers, aren't they, Sean? There's just a lot of lovely, awkward human interactions that you don't get in a lot of uh, mm. films that just want to sort of script perfect and, mm. and, and make everything nice and, and gelling and mm. have good conversation. This is like, no, let's we, we want the awkward bits. Let's talk yeah. about the awkward bits. Yeah. Let's talk about how lives sometimes go nowhere. Yeah, and that's not something you get in a lot of romantic comedies, but I think it's something you certainly get more in non-American romantic comedies. Mm. Um, yes. It's very British. It, yeah. I mean, it is extremely <laughs> British. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I left the UK about a year before this film came out and mm. it was pretty much what it was like when I left it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it, was, um, it was lovely though. It was a really, it was just really lovely seeing those tensions slowly build. Mm. But at the same time, I would say, despite the fact that, you know, Sean and Philip have this slightly strained conversation, we cover off on the themes in their relationship. You know, the fact that Sean doesn't treat him as his dad because it's yeah. not his real dad, it's his stepdad. Um, but it also feeds into the thing that we learn later that Philip is always trying to do the best by Sean. Yeah. Mm. And how did that read for you, Claire? Oh, it's, it's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it just breaks your heart. It's like, yeah, it just breaks your heart. Because mm. he is just trying to be a good person. He is. And he's been constantly rejected by Sean for 17 years. And it's Bill Nye. And it like... is Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's, it, I mean, it's completely agreeable. Bill Nye does have a certain, yeah. there's there's almost just like you, Bill Nye can cash in his, oh, hi, I'm Bill Nye card. Yeah. And you're just like, yep, I like your character. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like as soon as he turns around, you're like, oh, <laughs> you're going to break my heart, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so, so he's got this strained relationship. He, he knows that he's got to go visit his mum tomorrow um, mm. and you know, we're seeing these zombie-like things. He bumps into his friend Yvonne in the street, a right. uh, friend from school. How are you? Surviving? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> gets brought up <laughs> again uh, and again. One of the other fantastic things about the film is all of the continued tropes and, and flashbacks mm. and, and nods that they make to mm. previous bits in the film, but with a slight tweak as the, as the events go downhill. Mm. So it's, it's very fun as those little things come back up. Yeah, showing those repetitions and those cycles of... Um, of everyday life even mm. when it's falling apart <laughs> yeah. uh, and of course because it's a romantic comedy you need to establish that th- there is there is an issue within the relationship uh, the relationship mm. actually ends because Sean didn't do the booking properly he breaks into the apartment and his um, suggestion <laughs> is that they go to the Winchester <laughs> instead which Liz is pretty over mm. at this point <laughs> 
don't see why. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, it's a well-fortified pub. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. But maybe after three years, she yeah. got a little... Well, I mean, it is interesting as well. Liz's motivations for it are... Every, every, pretty much every character in this film, mm-hmm. their motivations are very um, well-explained. Simply explained, but well-explained. And there isn't really anyone in the film that you go... that you don't agree with. Yeah. Maybe mm. David. But even then, like, a lot of what David does... I think he's perfectly reasonable. He is a yeah. twat. Yeah, he's, he, <laughs> he's, 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 he's a simpering twat who mm. sort of just wishes that he could be with Liz and isn't, mm. so he's just hanging about. But a lot of his like questioning of Sean is perfectly justified. It's, he's he's mm. just sitting there trying to undermine him. Yeah, well, he is. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going, no, you probably would question, hang on a sec, this guy's been, done nothing with his life for, for three years he's been here. And all of a sudden, he's Captain Wow, as yeah. he refers yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, and even though it is probably from a place of jealousy, I do think that David sometimes, it's a good question that he asks. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. also his decision to smash the window to get them into the Winchester later on. I was like, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. do that. Yeah. You'd have probably done it sooner because there's uh, like a hundred scary zombies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but, so it is fun that you see all these different motivations and Liz explaining the fact that the reason she breaks up with Sean is because she doesn't want to end up like everyone else around them, just sad, depressed mm. people sat in a pub all their life wondering where their life went. Yeah. Um, which is, again, you know, you look at that and you go, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a pretty mm-hmm. noble motivation. But obviously it then sets up a situation where she she's dumped Sean. <laughs> and yep. that's a problem because he's the protagonist. <laughs> so yes. they're like, no, and Sean. And it's a romantic <laughs> comedy, so he's got to win her back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he does what pretty much most um, depressed British males do. They go to the pub with their friend. Of course. Uh, he, uh, does, he does a monkey impression to try and cheer them up. What did you think of the monkey impression? It's not bad, to be honest. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fairly all right. I mean, I, I assume it's probably better if you've seen the film that it's referencing. So yeah, that you it's, get it, the, yeah. His, his, his Clive the orangutan impression is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not bad. Um, but yeah, they get to the pub, they have some drinks, and it's when they're leaving the pub that we start to see the actual zombie issue happen. You know, mm-hmm. there's the couple yeah. kissing outside, yeah. and then the head falls off, <laughs> but they're yeah. too drunk. So- <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that's yeah. actually. How was the gore for you, first time viewer? Oh no, I mean, gore's fine for me. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was quite impressive to be honest, mm. and and especially I liked the fact that it was a lot of physical effects rather than um, CGI effects, mm. which is really mm. what you want from a good gory zombie film. Mm. You want them to be using a lot of plasticine. And, and, yeah, yeah. Did it surprise you the the extent that they did though, like the the amount? Um, of the I detail? think I think I think I had I had enough context to kind of expect it yeah um but certainly i don't know i mean like you ex- you you think if you're gonna spoof the zombie genre you're gonna want as much blood and guts and gore mm. as possible you had a bit of a reaction when he pulled the dart out of his head and the blood <laughs> was like, oh they're just just the detail <laughs> of the dart comes out and they just do a little fleck of blood yeah. <laughs> as it seals itself yeah that was nice yeah i i uh, actually only noticed that um I didn't notice that the first few times mm. I watched it, and then I watched. I think the last time I watched it was when mm. I first noticed it, and I went, "Oh, it's really subtle, but it's <laughs> kind of gross yeah, as well." Yeah, exactly. You just, <laughs> just squirm a little bit. <laughs> um, so they Oof. get out the pub. They do the the white lines thing, which I think is like this is a film full of funny moments, but yeah. that for me, I think, is the funniest moment. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly made me laugh the most first time I watched it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> 
I meant to say base. Um, <laughs> and, and then they go back to the, yeah, yeah. They go back to the apartment. They DJ. They find out that Pete one is cross at them, but two has been bitten. So we all know what's going to happen mm, to Pete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it's, it's just that fantastic um, movie trope of we know what's happening. The characters have no idea, and they're going to find out later. And we just sit on the edge of our seats. Yeah. And again, everything everything is set up really well and given a pretty good payoff. Even mm. and the the really technically impressive bit the the two long shots of sean leaving the apartment walking to the local shop buying a cornetto and a can of coke and then coming back we see it early in the film where everything is normal and then we see it the next day with just these small signs and because because sean is hung over and he's thinking about the fact that liz has broken up with him um he ignores the fact that the car that he passed yesterday that was being washed has now got the window smashed in that all the newspaper stuff is full is on the floor outside the shop all the two bloody handprints on the the glass of the fridge that he goes to get a coke out although my absolute favorite bit is as he walks away from the fridge and he slips in what's presumably a pool of blood (laughs) i did notice when he did that though that when it zoomed Um, out there was no blood on the floor well maybe it was maybe it was ice then i don't know but yeah it's just it's such a lovely just a lovely little tiny detail yeah and i think like in a film like this that you could potentially ignore some of the some of the uh acting quality in this simon pegg is really good at acting yeah yeah no you know i mean most of them do a really bang up job Mm. honestly like because there are some moments like for it it to be a romantic comedy there are some moments you've got to properly sell i think i think most of them sell their moments when they need to I, i yeah i don't think anyone Mr. Beat in this. No. I, I think Simon Pegg's lovely. I think Nick Frost is perfect. Um, <laughs> oh, just, <so> good. <laughs> just complete. He is a twat himself, yeah. but he's lovable. Um, yeah. You can't help. You can see why he's been able to like worm himself into yeah. Sean's yeah. life. He's like a big friendly giant. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. He sells pot. Hug him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to hug everyone. Everyone <laughs> breaks my heart. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, but obviously then um, they they find the girl in the garden. Sean gets back from the shops. There's a girl in the garden. She's so drunk. No, she's not. She's a zombie. And they realise very quickly when they accidentally impale her on a like an umbrella stand and she gets back up. And they're like, oh, shit. And there's just a fantastic shot of them through the hole in yeah. her body, yeah. which was just top notch. Mm. Um, and then, of course, they have to deal with the fact that there's her and this other zombie in the garden now. Uh, they do it by throwing selected records from Sean's well, collection. Well, first, first they go inside, mm. leave them outside, oh, yeah, yeah, well, tapping at the glass and just yeah. thinking about what they're going to do. But then the front leave door. Leave the front door open and mm. in comes another zombie and they just mm. throw whatever random garbage they yeah. have. In the, in the house until they get an ashtray that yeah. actually does something. They kill them with the ashtray at the same time they hear on the TV that you have to remove the head or damage the brain. Mm. Um, yeah. And then they're like, right, let's see what we can do. They throw a bunch of random stuff. They then get the records and throw them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just so many good moments because there's also the moment when he's flicking through the TV channels and we're <laughs> seeing all of the mm. reports telling us what's going on and he's just flicking... Mm. Through yeah and, and and yeah and also the fact those reports tell their own story they make their own sentences between the different things and and yeah. all of the, all of the not all of the channels that aren't news are making are adding to the story yeah. by, by adding little snippets it's yeah. just, just it appears these people are dead excited here <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. Uh, really lovely stuff they they eventually manage to defeat the two zombies in the garden um, mm. 
they they get hold of the trusty cricket bat and spade uh, combination. <laughs> While they've been taking what maybe twenty minutes of these zombies very mm. slowly walking up the garden before they yeah get out the cricket bat and so just just more more fantastic references to other zombie movies. Mm. Um, None of the Living Dead and 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 uh, the mm. ambling slow zombies. There is yeah. a fantastic mm. reference which I've I I never got before, but from doing a previous episode of this podcast when we did um, the very first. Uh, George Romero zombie mm. film where uh, Sean's mum's called Barbara and yeah. there's a character in Dawn yeah. of the Dead called Barbara oh, and really? there's a very very famous line where the Barbara in that film uh, her and her brother are talking telling like ghost stories and the brother says they're coming to get you Barbara <laughs> like that and that's exactly what Nick Frost says yeah. on the phone when she rings he goes we're coming to get you yeah. Barbara and it's just yeah it's it's oh, wonderful fantastic. Really, again just they really right. thought so, about yeah. it a film made by film fanatics yeah um, so they deal with the zombies they then come up with the plan which is right we you know, <laughs> we know what we've got to do. We've got to rescue Liz. We've got to rescue Mum. They also find out that Phil's been bitten when Barb rings to say, "No, no, I'm okay, but your father's been bitten." <laughs> so we need to kill Phil. Yeah, kill Phil. Get Sorry, Mom. Phil. Get Liz. <laughs> yeah. and, and then, then stay at Liz's apartment. No, that won't work. Come yeah. back to ours. No, it's not defensible. The Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> Have a pint and wait for this to all blow over. <laughs> and again, uh, it, it, it's something that happens throughout the film, but that sequence in particular. Um, the rapid fire shots mm. that just show everything happening with big sound effects, you know, yeah. whoosh, whoosh, sorry, Phil, dunk, whoosh, you know, all, all those kind of big noises, quick shots. And I love, I, I, I always forget about them. But mm. then at the start of this film, when we see Sean getting ready for work and it's zip the fly, flush the toilet, put yeah. on the name badge, close the, close the mirror. And it happens in about a second. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic setup for what they're going to do later in the film that will then raise the stakes. And, mm. it, and it's just funny that the sort of raising the stakes on this mundane day situation, but also um, pre-referencing the fact that the stakes will be raised very, very soon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really lovely done. Um, Sean goes to the toilet before they leave. They're going to take Pete's car. <laughs> But Pete's in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Completely <laughs> naked zombie. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, it's actually one of the scarier bits of the film, I think, is because, yeah. again, Peter Serafinovich and all the, the makeup and, and I think also the fact that, yes, he's naked, but I think the fact that it's just, he, he's acting like a zombie and he's and he's mm. shirtless and he, he's he's actually in pretty pretty good shape and yeah. and once again it's... another another repeat shot because we've seen pete show up in the mirror when mm. it slams closed previously and so we're all sitting there kind of expecting pete to show up in that mirror we think that's going to happen and then mm. it kind of doesn't happen and then just to the last moment we see the shadow and yeah like, yes yeah it's it's really really lovely work um and so they, they get out of the house before Pete can get to them. Uh, they get in the car. They run over a lot of zombies. Um, they, they hit someone. They're not sure if it's a zombie or not. It is a zombie. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. It's okay. Um, no murders here. Yeah. And then we get to his parents' house. Uh, and so Sean is inside. We... <laughs> what are you specifically laughing at? What have you remembered? <laughs> when, he, when he comes back outside again, he's crashed the car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. A bit of a prank. yeah, because uh, yeah, because he obviously wants to drive the yeah. Jaguar. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go inside? I'll I'll look after the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, also, um, again, good actors doing good stuff. I really, really love um, 
uh, Sean's mum, uh, played mm. by Penelope Winton, yeah. uh, who Harriet Jones, Harriet Jones, <laughs> P, uh, Prime Minister from uh, the early seasons uh. of New Who. Uh, and again, just just being such a mum, such such a British person. Oh no, we we, we didn't want to worry you. No, mm. no, no. We, we, we don't want to be a bother. Oh, no, we, we just thought we'd call the doctor. Um, no, no, he's, he's... he didn't call the doctor, did you? <laughs> I, I rinsed it under cold water. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Really, really lovely stuff. <sighs> um, and I also like the fact the way that Sean, as a character, immediately goes back to being that twelve-year-old. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, just it, sitting there quietly waiting for his turn. To, yeah, oh, even, yeah, his, his yeah. parents have shut him down. Even to the extent that when. And they leave the house and he's just dragging the cricket bat with him yeah. <laughs> like a child it's yeah Good. it's beautifully um. done um but yes uh, barb obviously a really really lovely mother in character mm. obviously as a new mother yourself you uh, yes. you would say that you know she's doing okay on the mum stakes oh there. yeah definitely yes. <laughs> top <laughs> mum job <laughs> uh, got their mum tropes down yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they they agree to come with them, uh, but as they try and get in the car, some hooded zombie youths come and bite Philip. So Philip, we see Philip's definitely been yeah. <laughs> But yeah. unfortunately, yeah, yeah, we, we have to accept that Philip's got to come along or mum won't come along, so Philip's coming along. Mm. So they all get in the jag. Um, obviously, Nick Frost's character, Ed, is driving, so he's just having <laughs> a great time. Just driving uh, around like a yeah. lunatic. Hooding zombies. Blasting yeah. music, everyone shouting at each other. It's fantastic chaos. Yeah. They, um, they get to the apartment. Uh, Sean manages to climb in the window and again a reference to the fact that he couldn't climb into the window earlier he's doing something now he is and again it's really interesting seeing that taking that thing that it's a it's a relatively common romantic comedy storyline of like one of the partners usually the male Mm -hmm. has just been slacking off and now has to do these essentially like the 12 tasks of Hercules um you know go away change your life become a better man yeah Yeah. and he's been forced into it by the end of the world (laughs) um but it's very it is quite subtly done Mm -hmm. because yeah he's essentially hit survival and that's something that they you know they discuss about oh you know it's it's about survival Mm -hmm. and um, he manages to get the others to come with him. They all cram into the the jag uh, and drive away. Uh, but then Phil unfortunately dies. Um, oh, very lovely moment mm. between the two characters. Yeah. Um, very yeah. rom com moment. It is, between yeah. The two but yeah, between the, the you know saying, "Oh, I was wanted to be yeah a good role model for you." And and again, Simon Pegg and Bill Nye acting the crap out of that. Yeah, yeah. and like proper proper tears. Yeah. Simon yeah. Pegg is a really good cry. performing really the house can down. Cry. Yeah. yeah, he really can cry. Yeah, she yeah. takes some lessons from him. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but then Phil dies and very quickly comes back yeah. as a zombie. So they all quickly get out the car, get out the car. Why don't they just get him out of the car and keep the car? <laughs> I think uh, because then it's just that there's no fun new challenge they've got to face so obviously and also they couldn't open the door at least from inside because, because of the child, child lock. Of course. So it would someone would have had to have gotten out, opened it, and dragged him out, and there were other zombies around. It was yeah, yeah it was quicker for them just to do that to lock him in the car so he can turn the music off, which is such a great joke. <laughs> so there's no part of him left except the part that hates rock music. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so they're forced oh. to escape on foot. Uh, oh. They escape on foot. They are going down some back alleys. Uh, they meet Yvonne and her travelling gang of uh, soon-to-be-famous yeah, British yeah, actors. Yeah, exactly. A whole bunch of celebrities that you don't quite know yet, but you will very soon. Yeah, including yeah. Martin Freeman and Matt Lucas in yeah. a wig. Oh, it was so good. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, um, so, yeah, we, we also, um, as they're going through the back gardens, there's the hilarious fence <laughs> jump. <laughs> oh, man. Which is then... I realised, referenced again in Hot Fuzz, yep. because they do mm. the fence jump. Yeah. They do, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's a signature calling card, and it's 
still funny. Yeah. It's I, I, oh. There's something about the way Simon Pegg moves as the fence falls, which is still <laughs> absolutely oh, perfect. Um, but as they're going through these back gardens, Barb is attacked by a um, zombie in pyjamas. <laughs> they manage yes. to... Uh, get rid of him using a lot of um, child plastic furniture mm. and eventually a um, the uh, tennis ball on the stick pole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, one of the totem tennis. Totem tennis pole. Go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, although he tries hitting him with the tennis ball first. <laughs> yeah. going, it's not, not a great working. Idea. <laughs> the others are going. Not, no, you idiot. Not great as a flail. Yeah. Very good as a spike. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but Bar- Barb has been bitten. Although we don't know this yet. Mm, we can suspect. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, no. I was wondering if you'd worked it out because she walks out with a towel. Mm. When 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 arm. when we went to the when she started saying that she was a million miles away, it started to click that something was wrong, and yeah. then and then it became more and more clear. Yeah, yeah. I certainly having seen it before, yeah. it, it is very obvious the way her, like, because she's in the background of the shot as she's coming through, having been rescued, and she already has the towel yeah. and she's got it near her arm. Once yeah. again, it's a film made by film fanatics. They want that little Easter egg there the whole time so that mm. you can sit there, and then it's just seeing how many who catches it at what time and sort of getting the whole mm. you know watching audience in on the fact that she's mm. not long with this world indeed <laughs> they're near the winchester they're just a street away but oh no there's a bajillion zombies between them how are they uh, going to get through acting lessons yes <laughs> and again really that die die uh, who we know is a failed actress or at least uh, uh, as simon Pegg says i didn't call her a failed yeah. actress <laughs> Um, but we're going to use those acting skills now. Pretty much. And it's uh, just, again, just really funny. And re- again, a really uh, the thing I really appreciate about this idea is it's actually a good idea. Like, if you can yeah. act like a zombie, they yeah. might not attack you. Yeah. And it's just funny. It's just yeah. really funny. Uh, yeah, go on. Geez, do, yeah. yeah, do it. Ooh, that's good. But now you do it, uh, um, Dave. No, do it properly. Mm, better. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and so yeah, they try that. They try their blending in walk. They're walking through. They get pretty far. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah before yeah. quite well. They, they they get up to the door of the Winchester. Everything's fine, mm. but it's locked, mm. and uh, they could potentially try and get in the back way. But then. Sean and Ed start having an argument because Ed answers a phone call. Because yeah. because they are a couple, obviously. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Which is the other uh, uh, romantic comedy element. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, at the end, they have that lovely moment. Like, it, that, that is the romantic, but like, it's, it's it's a dualism of the of the mm. film. It, it certainly is. I mean, it really is a story about um, friendships yeah. as well. Because, yeah. I mean, that is a really strong key theme, is that it, pretty much all the characters in this film have a significant other in terms of uh, a strong connection um we we see that with dave and die when dave actually gets killed and die goes running out hitting Mm, the zombies with his leg (laughs) Um, we see it between Uh, that's love yeah Uh, yeah it is Mm. you you, you do that (laughs) sure you know what i mean i mean i'm I'm sure i'm sure there's a situation where i'd use your leg as a weapon Mm. yeah why not it's a pretty good weapon (laughs) (laughs) you're in okay hands okay hands um but yeah so they 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 have this argument outside the pub um it's it's really tense all the zombies have noticed them mm-hmm. um uh, i keep wanting to call him bernard because it's still a moran i keep wanting to call I know, him bernard i know but, oh, uh, yeah um <laughs> sorry oh, dave <laughs> yeah Could you... just just had a light bulb moment there because i i knew i recognized him but i didn't realize that it was <laughs> that it was um mm. yeah from black books yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was they were making black books round about this time oh, uh, so just once again like mm. pretty famous yeah and not only that you've also got uh fran from black books yeah she, in the I uh didn't... 
yeah, in the identical light bulb, yeah. And indeed, Martin Freeman, because he's mm. in the first episode of Black Books. Indeed, <laughs> he's the doctor who says, uh, "Tells Manfred he swallowed the little book the of calm. calm," and he's like, "We tried to remove the book, but it's disappeared." <laughs> oh my gosh, he is true. Yeah, which um, makes me think the Black Books is a shared universe with Sherlock, because I think that's yeah. John Watson before he went to war. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's my theory. Anyway. Why not? It's a good theory. <laughs> mm. Run with it. Yeah, I will. Um, but yes, yeah, so they they get to the door. Uh, Dave, not Bernard, breaks through the window uh, so that they can get inside. And as a distraction, Sean gets all the zombies to follow him. I'm a running buffet. Come get me. All you can eat. All you can eat. Um, so surprisingly, worked quite well for this slow type of zombie. Yeah, yeah, well, that, yeah it worked for that, a bit. Yeah, that, and <laughs> for a bit. Yeah, but and also, you know, if you've got the slow zombies, because these were slow zombies, these aren't runners. Um, it's really the numbers which are the big issue but for something like that if you can get past them all which he does pretty well he wriggles past them all um, yeah, he's able to out sprint them for a good mm-hmm. while, yeah, and then distract yeah. them, and mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of mindless. They just follow whatever's in front of them. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good um, strategy. So everyone gets into the pub. They're having a bit of a fallout, going, oh, what if he doesn't return? Well, that's mostly Dave falling out with everyone else, going, you know, what if he doesn't return? And they start having arguments, and Sean then eventually does return and immediately jumps into, like, leadership role. Um, and it... Does exactly what Dave says he was going to do. Mm. Oh, yeah, just, just be a leader, but then also sit in the dark, eat yeah. peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, again, Fantastic. again, it's, it's, it's a really well-balanced script. It's yeah. really, really lovely that you can, uh-huh. you can have someone like sean who is he was a good character is a character you want to succeed but at the same time has major flaws <laughs> just just, yeah, just a definitely. bit of a prat as well yeah. and then you, you just you, you feel sorry for him but you also root for him and it's yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really really well done um so they're, they're in the the pub for a bit they the streetlights come on so they're like oh good we, we, we might have power uh sean goes out the back to try and get the fuses so they can get the television on and discovers the zombies have followed them back. Yes. Oh dear. And, yeah. Uh, so we're going to be fine so long as we're very, very quiet. But, Q uh, Ed. Yeah, Q Ed having borrowed a quid, uh, playing the jackpot poker <laughs> machine um, and actually winning, which is a bit, a yeah. bit unlucky. <laughs> Just a society collapsed. But, oh, um, yeah. but yeah, the zombies are aware. They're trying to break in. And then one of the zombies is already inside the pub. The owner of the pub, John, is in there oh, as a zombie. And Hugh yeah. Queen. Yeah, jukebox starts playing. And again, really, just really fun. Having oh, Don't Stop Me Now play while three of them mm. try and beat this this In time. Yeah, be- it, beat this zombie in, in time, time with, with Paul Hughes. Yeah. Um, and, again, uh, and it just, everything just sort of ramps from there. We get real chaos. We find out that the rifle works. The Winchester rifle yeah, on the wall fantastic. works. Yeah, so um, new weapon, new, new stakes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also the fact it's like, see, it works. Okay, but dogs can look up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, beautifully man. done. And then we, we get arguably the saddest moment in the film, mm. which is Barb reveals to Liz that she's been bitten. At last, because she didn't want to bother anyone. Yeah, I don't want to bother anyone. <laughs> yeah. and, so British. And then she collapses, and as these zombies are trying to break in, Sean rushes over to his mother, and, and she dies. And, you know, mm. she, yeah, she says thank you for the flowers, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, and then she dies, and Sean's obviously devastated. Um, Dave has the rifle and aims it at Barb. And again, mm. he's doing the right thing. Yeah, not obviously. Yeah, in, in a minute. Just, just in a, in a very pratty way. In a, yeah, he's being a complete twat, but <laughs> yeah. he's being a correct twat. Yeah. Um, and you know he, he you know he says 
you know, she's going to come back. We, we have to do this. And Sean's like, you just want it. You don't <laughs> like me. And you're going to shoot my mum. And uh, dying again. Yeah. And then just a perfect moment again. for us to air all of our grievances with each other and mm. on all, all, all of the motivations that we've all been running under for the past few years. Yeah. And again, everyone, the, the, the fact that Dave clearly does fancy Liz comes to the fore. And the fact that Di, his partner, is like, even I know this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's like, and it's fine. I've come to terms with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just really lovely. Really well done. In the end, Sean does end up shooting his bum because she comes back and we see that she's completely gone that you know at the very last moment she goes to try and get dave and sean pulls the trigger because at that point he knows that she's gone um and dave has a freak out pretty understandable at this point i'd be pretty freaked out yeah decides he's gonna leave which yeah yeah. tries to leave then does a sort of apology and then gets grabbed from the window. Once again, fantastic setup because we all know mm. that the zombies are coming through that window. He's right in front of the window. All the hands are there, but it's just the lovely build-up mm. of waiting for it until the right moment when smash, smash, grabbed, gone, and ripped apart. Guts everywhere. Ripped apart. And it's such a great effect. Yeah. Oh man, it's just so yeah, good. all those lovely gory plasticine yeah mm. guts are just. Oh, it's my my favorite part of and and. When you do gore scenes in films, I don't want to see a whole heap of CGI. I want to see you get in there with the practical effects and and do something really cool and graphic. You want to see them carry off a fake uh, Dylan Moran head, absolutely, whilst throwing his intestines around. Yeah, one hundred percent. That is so the way I would love to get killed by zombies. (laughs) Really. Like, fully killed. Okay. Okay. Torn to Just, shreds. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Okay, well, while we're here, uh, while we're in zombie, <laughs> zombie land, uh, I guess, um, what, do you guys have a zombie plan? I mean, you know, you, you're a young family, you know, you're, you, do, you, do you have a plan if the zombies oh, come? Well, I feel geez. like we'd be pretty safe in Australia as it is. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you, you, I, yeah, mean well, well, the, I mean, the thing is, there's loads of space. If you, if yeah. you just kind of like head out, head to the middle, you shouldn't have that many people coming after you, but that what, many dead people. But to... What are you going to do for food? What are you going to do for water? Uh, you know, the middle of Australia is unpopulated for a reason. Yeah, it's a barren a, wasteland. That's a, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and okay. also, you know, I mean, there's you've got to get there. We're in a major population centre. As I discovered night, tonight driving down, sometimes yeah. the roads get closed <laughs> off. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, so, dear. so basically, yeah. completely unprepared, going to be... Yeah. We'll just go stay with Dad in Albany. I'm sure we'll be fine down there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually not a real Nothing thing. I think everyone's already in a Albany. zombie down there. Mm. Oh. Uh, if we do have any Albany dear. listeners, um, I don't agree with Claire. <laughs> uh, they agree with us. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so, Barb dies. Dave's dead. Di r- grabs his leg and goes and mm. runs out the pub, beating zombies on the head with it to try and, I don't know, get all his pieces back. Um, she's completely lost it. Ed gets bitten. Um, they end up all hiding behind the bar and setting the top of the bar yeah. on fire just to try and keep them away. Um, and in the end, just escape in this like really chaotic and really well put together mm. action sequence. Mm. Uh, they escape down into the cellar and they're trapped. Yeah. They can't... Winchester plan has turned into a bit of a disaster. Yeah. Yes. And we see Sean break down and blaming himself. And again, more great Simon Pegg tears. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I mean, yeah, it'd be a pretty emotional moment. Like his plans killed three people, it's, yeah, yeah, including his mum. And like he knows Ed's gonna die now. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, things are things are pretty grim. Yeah. So, um, but again, that that sequence in in the cellar is mm. again, it's it, there's the, there's not many moments of levity. There are a few, yeah. but it is really interesting to see that the journey the characters have all gone on. You know, we see that Liz and Sean 
whilst talking about how they're going to kill themselves, still make like have a conversation about their relationship because they're yeah. like, we, we've only got two bullets. One of us is going to have to shoot the other and then themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't think I can kill my mum, my flatmate and my girlfriend the same day. And she's like, who said it was your girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very important moment to clarify the facts before they kill each other. Yeah. And then, and then of course, you know, we get Ed and Sean having that nice moment of Ed letting go and allowing Sean. Quite to literally letting wings. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Drops his guts with the, I'm sorry. No, you don't need, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they have their lovely end to their relationship in the film. Um, mm. And Sean and Liz manage to get the lift out of the cellar working. They get out onto the street. There's a load of zombies around, including uh, Chris Martin from Coldplay, who's yeah. one of the zombies at that point. Um, and then just at the moment that it looks as though they're going to have to fight their way out, the military arrives, kills all the zombies. Yvonne's there as well yeah. saying, hey, we found the military. We thought we'd come back and try and save <laughs> you. Um, uh. And then we cut forward to six months later and we see how society has changed Mm. Seems to be mostly reality television shows using and zombies. Just, yeah. just love the fact that you know, typical human race. We just we've had this major event. Everything's been crazy, and we just incorporated into the popular culture now. Mm. So there's zombie um, reality TV shows, as you mm. say, and then there's people making money off the zombie. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and people selling books, telling stories, making music. It's mm. yeah, the lady on Trisha. He's <laughs> yeah. Miles husband, and I've still got the ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, and top geez. marks to Trisha um, mm. for for playing herself. Indeed, as all the mm. newsreaders and TV personalities did, um, which just added that extra touch of beautiful realism to yeah. it. Uh, and we see that the apartment's in a nice state. It's pretty tidy. You know, it's been six months. Um, Sean and Liz are together, and they're they're planning a nice Sunday where they're mm. going to go out for a nice dinner and then uh, out for a nice lunch pub lunch and then go to the winchester <laughs> yeah. and then come back and watch some tv yeah, they've, they've kind of settled into that routine that that liz was kind of afraid of but in in, in an accepted way and, yeah and i guess they've 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 fallen into each other they've accepted each other there and and i suppose sean's shown that he can do something now so now now we're content yeah mm. and also they probably have a lot of ptsd so <laughs> maybe like a nice safe home environment isn't so bad <laughs> that's a good idea yeah. uh and it does finish with the really lovely touch that uh yeah. before they go off on this day sean's like i'm just gonna go to the shed and he gets in the shed turns on the playstation and sat there is zombie ed who can still play PlayStation games. Yeah. And once again, the lovely moment of, at the start of the um, movie, the issue in their relationship is Ed. And then by the end of the movie, we've found a way for Ed and Liz to coexist mm. in the relationship. One of them has to be dead. <laughs> 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 One of them has to be a flesh-eating uh, zombie. Yeah. But it, but it is a really nice, you know, very quirky and dark way to end the film yeah, with definitely. the fact that Ed just lives oh. in the shed. Fantastic. I have some IMDb trivia. Would you like to do a troll? Yes! George A. Romero, who was the creator of the Dawn of the Dead films, um, obviously this film is literally named after that film. Absolutely. um, Was so impressed with the film uh, that he asked both Simon Pegg and the director Edgar Wright to appear in Land of the Dead, a 2005 uh, zombie film he made uh, and they cameoed as zombies oh that's oh, fantastic that's <laughs> yeah, I mean he was a big fan of this film when and they you know, I, think, I think the sweet thing is that I'm sure that these guys would have been big fans of Zemira and so it just would have been like this you know, a lovely moment for them yeah. to get to go and play zombies in yeah. a film that they probably adore yeah I mean Simon Pegg has really just hit like the nerd lottery because he got to be in the Star Trek films and actually helped write one of them <laughs> he was in the 
like in the remake of uh, not the remake but episode seven in star wars he got to you know be a character in that uh you know he, he's literally just hit the nerd jackpot he is living the nerd dream <laughs> yeah um george romero actually also didn't pick up on the um we're coming to get you barbara line he didn't actually notice it they had to point it out to him afterwards because it was so because it fits so well in the film yeah it's it's a reference to something else but it really works in the context of what they're doing so yeah it's it's really really subtle layers on layers on layers Mm. um when asked by an interviewer why they chose to have the slow moving zombies instead of running zombies simon Pegg simply said death is not an energy drink (laughs) (laughs) that's that's, that's a good point Mm. and you know what it just lent itself to so much comedy with the context of the slow moving zombies Mm. and you know the 20 minute sequence Mm. of zombies slowly walking up a garden Um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost did used to live in a flat together so much of their character's relationship was based on what it was like when they used to live together (laughs) see these really it just look it, it looks like two mates making mm. a film that mm. they love about things that they love. And, and that's why it works so well, to be honest, because mm. they're film people making a film that they love, putting their heart and soul mm. into it and making it fantastic. Mm. Uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost uh, starred together in the TV show Spaced, which first aired in 1999. That was actually directed by Garai as well. Um, many of the zombie extras in this film are fans of Spaced. Uh, what they did is they recruited through the Spaced Out fan website saying, we're doing a zombie film, who wants to be in it? Uh, and so most of those zombies are people who like their, their show. Um, and and uh, there's like, like, like a nice little like mirrored moment where they're getting their fans to come and be zombies on their movie and then they're invited by Zemiro to go and be zombies on his... Oh, that's, that's just... Mm. really nice. It's just so, so touchy. Yeah. Yeah. It just warms your heart on this Valentine's Day, doesn't it? Mm. When Sean is exiting the corner shop, which is tuned into a radio station playing songs from Indian films, the song stops and a newscaster begins to speak in Hindi, the content of which is the hit he's saying is people are waking up from their graves. Mm, that's really good. Yeah, Just but, nice, nice little yeah. touch. So unless you spoke Hindi and were watching this film, you wouldn't yeah, have gotten that, that as a reference. And yeah, again, really, really cleverly done. John and Bernie run the Winchester. They are the real names of the landlord and landlady of uh, a pub that was Simon Pegg's local, the Shepherds in Highgate. John did used to make toasted sandwiches for the regulars, hence the reference to the Breville Outback. Um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were also regular attendees at the quiz night, which is why they reference the quiz night in the film. <laughs> oh, they are uh, so cute. You know, I, I feel like it's just sometimes like real life just lends itself to the best mm. um stories and and scripts so it's it's just really clever to kind of just use what you know put it in a film make something that's yeah. your life but a little bit more hyped up with zombies <laughs> yeah it's really cool and just i love i love these guys <laughs> uh, the zombie that sean and ed find in their garden uh, mary um, is a checkout girl. She's in the film's opening credit montage. There was actually a short story detailing her transformation into one of the undead that was featured in a British comic book series, 2000 AD, uh, issue 1384, if you're interested, uh, that was sold a couple of months before the film was released. Uh, the strip was called There's Something About Mary and was written by uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. So they <laughs> they put in her story in a comic. <laughs> Oh uh, and, call, and called it There's Something About Mary. That's mm. fantastic. Uh, mm. huh, they're just, just a bunch of film nerds. They're just a bunch of film nerds. 
when Sean is heading to the shop for the first time, uh, we have the worker on the street listening to the radio that mentions that a space probe has unexpectedly re-entered the Earth's atmosphere and broken up over England. This is a direct reference to Night of the Living Dead, in which radiation from a satellite returning from Venus was given as the potential cause for the dead coming back to life. Uh, wow. um, they never actually explain why the zombies were happening in this film, mm. and they didn't need to. No, I think, I, I think it was just sort of an intentional blank of... They just needed to be there as a plot device. We don't really need to know why it happened. You're mm. focusing on the wrong thing if you're thinking about that. Mm. Uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright have considered doing a sequel previously, replacing the zombies with another monster, but ultimately decided against it because they think this film works as a standalone. Mm. Uh, although the proposed title was From Dusk Till Sean, which... Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I really would have been able to talk about my vampire context. Yes. Oh, well, mm. but you know what? Like, I, I love the fact that they left it. I love the fact mm. that we get the Cornetto trilogy yeah. instead. Mm. But it, it would have been cool. Yeah, it's a great title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when Sean and the group are running out of Liz's flat they're all carrying weapons of some kind but only Sean actually hits any zombies Uh, this is because the cricket bat um, was a padded fake whilst the other items were real so obviously a real hockey stick and a real umbrella might have hurt and a real log might have hurt some people oh dear Uh, A couple of fun other cameos in this film uh, that you wouldn't have seen, but you would have heard. David Walliams, the other half of Little Britain. Oh, really? He he is a a television... He's a voice on a a television broadcast. Mark Gatiss uh, from Sherlock and from Mm -hmm. Doctor Who and The League of Gentlemen is also the voice of someone on the radio. Um, And Rob Brydon is the announcer for Zombies from Hell, the British comedian. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Yeah, really, really fun. Also, uh, Edgar Wright has a cameo. Um, the voice heard dismissing that infected monkeys were the cause. That's the director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Mm. And that's probably another film reference as well, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I'm sure we could find it if we looked at it. When Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg began pitching the film, uh, Film 4 Productions showed interest in it, but then had their budget cut back, uh, meaning that the film was without a production company for a while. Uh, because Wright was still hoping to get the film made, he had to uh, hold off from taking other directing jobs whilst trying to finance the film and ended up having to borrow money from friends to make it. Uh, He said, for me to take on a television job meant that I was likely pushing the film back, so I was rapidly going broke. I was majorly in the red. According to Wright, Simon Pegg still hasn't allowed him to pay him back the money that Pegg lent to him to make the film. Aww. It's just like they're such what nice people. Good friends. Yeah, so nice. This is why you want to hug them because yes. they're all so lovely. This is why they break your heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rifle in the Winchester is indeed a Winchester Model 66, huh. same which also appeared in Night of the Living Dead. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the reason that they have the Cornettos appearing in the film in the first place uh, and using it as a hangover cure. Um, is because this is what Edgar Wright once did. He was once really hungover and thought a Cornetto might help, and it obviously didn't. And he thought it was funny, so he just wanted to put it in the film. But that's why the Cornetto is in the film. Oh, it's fantastic. Sean's mother calls him Pickle. It's a reference to the fact that Edgar Wright's own mother used to call him that as a boy. She taught some of his classes, though, so she'd call him Pickle in class, and he'd get embarrassed. Oh, Pickle. Yeah. Oh, Pickle. Uh, Penelope Wilton and Bill Nye also play a husband and wife in the best exotic marigold hotel. Yes. Aww. Which I haven't seen. Are there zombies? 
No. Oh, I, might, I might give you a There are old people? Does that, yeah. Does that count? They, they shuffle around on Zimmer frames? Is that... Night of the Almost Dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. Even though according to the uh, Zombometer feature on the DVD, uh, stating that Die does indeed die the dvd's animated special feature plot holes what happened to diane when she left the winchester explains that die actually made it through the crowd of zombies climbing a tree and passed out waking in utter silence uh, in fear and still holding on to dave's severed leg oh jeez. Um, yeah so apparently according according to some versions she dies and in another version she actually survives okay wow. so, well just Alternate endings. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I but think died. she died. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Run, runs it out better. Yeah, pretty much. According to Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, the latter reacted to the idea of Barbara dying as if it were his own mother being killed. And after they filmed her death scene, um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were actually properly in tears. They were actually oh, crying. Wow. Yeah. Aww. So that's why he's such a good crier, because yeah. he was actually upset. Yeah. So uh, all that remains for us to do is to score the film. So uh, we score the film out of 10. It doesn't really matter what scores we give it. This is just our own personal opinion uh, to help guide those along the way, whilst, of course, recognising that it's a piece of art, you can't give it a numerical value. But we're going to do it anyway. Uh, Justin, we'll start with you. It's your first time watching it. What would you give Shaun of the Dead out of 10? Well, I mean, look... I, I feel like I want to be like measured and fair, but I really can't think of anything that I would say that is flawed or wrong about this film. Um, it's so well thought out. It's got so many fun flashbacks and references. It's hilarious, but also touching and has really good acting. My score is 10 incredibly bloody cricket bats. Fair enough. Uh, what score would you give it, Claire? Oh, I would have to say it is still as funny as it was the first the second the first time i watched it because i've only ever watched it once before um so i would have to give it four i'm gonna give it 10 as well 10 legs (laughs) (laughs) so a centipede (laughs) an actually correct centipede um look i i have to agree as well this this film is everything that it sets itself out to be and is absolutely fantastic and there's there's nothing wrong with it it is it is exactly what it needs to be i would give it 10 cornettos out of 10 it is it is wonderful Mm. and if this um if this podcast has not been enough to convince you to watch it i don't know what else we can do because just go watch it and if you have already seen it watch it again it's worth it um so on this uh, lovely Valentine's Day edition, we all feel very romantic now. We all feel... Mm, yes. uh But Justin and Claire and Lily, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. Oh, thank you very for welcome. having us. had a great time. And for those of you listening at home, thank you very much for listening in. We hope that you've enjoyed this uh, lovely Valentine's Day episode. If you'd like to hear some of the other films we've reviewed, maybe Night of the Living Dead, as we've uh, already done, um, then you can find our entire back catalogue on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. And while you're there, you might as well subscribe and indeed review us. That's right, we review other things, so it's only fair that you review us as well. Uh, We can also be found on Facebook for more information. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club on Facebook. And, of course, there is our Patreon. Uh, This particular film was selected partly by our Patreon patrons, so if you want to find out how to take part and help pick films for future podcasts, just go to patreon.com forward slash 
CCUC podcast for as little as a dollar a month, you can help pick films. That's $12 a year. That's like three Cornettos. You know, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, but that is all for this week. So until next time, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.